He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones and many, many other places. Hi guys, this is Andy M. Live from Comics Unity. We first started Comics Unity off around about 18 months ago, with just me and Michael, and Amanda has come on board since. But the podcast is designed to cover the latest and breaking news in the world of comics, whether in relation to TV programmes, films, books, general news, and of course, comics themselves. Although a lot of our episodes are now on various platforms such as this, the complete archive can be found over at Comics Unity Podcast Series. That's all one word. Comics Unity Podcast Series. Full stop. Bandcamp. Full stop. Dot com. Enjoy. Take care. Bye bye. Hi guys. Okay. Now we're doing something new tonight now, actually. Well, we have um, a, yes, we have reviews and things. Yeah. Now what we decided to start doing is off. We had a good fun last last month doing what we're watching on TV wise in relation to comics unity ish. And I thought it made sense really to, to tell you to me, Michael, didn't I? Perhaps we should be looking at what we're actually reading as well. Indeed. Now, there's two things we're gonna talk about here. Uh which I've read both of them, Michael's read one of them. Yes. So Michael I'll ask you questions on the first one. Okay. And you can ask your questions on the second one if that's any good. Will do. Now, the first one is that uh, Michael lent me a bit back, actually. It's a six-part mini-series called God Country. And I've actually come to I've just realised it. It was Donny Cates, wasn't it? Yeah, Donny Cates and uh, Jeff Shaw. I just realised that. I wrote down, I wrote down who, who, who actually wrote and did it. Right, okay. I'll read the blurb out. And I, want, and I want Michael to tell me more, a bit more about this series. He lent it to me, and I want to know why he lent this one to me out of interest. Okay. And by, I do apologise for bad language here as well. Southern bastards meet American gods in a high-stakes fantasy series that masterfully blends high-octane action and jaw-dropping world-building. In God Country, reads me Amet Quidlin, an old widower rackled by dementia. Amet isn't just a problem with his children, his violent outbursts are more than the local cops can handle. And a tornado levels his home, and the surrounding West Texas town, a restored Quinlan rises from the wreckage. An enchanted sword at the edge of the storm gives him more than a sound mind and body, however. He's now the only man that can face his world creatures. The sword is drawn down to the low star state. In God country, salvation is a double edged sword. Indeed. Right, right Michael. I've read this and it's a six part miniseries. What made you want me to read this one? Oh, uh, I was when we did our creator <laughs> mm. mini episodes and you mm. you yeah. expressed interest in it. Ah yeah, I do I do remember doing that one. I I wasn't familiar with his work, John Shit all John Shizel. What else has he wrote? Uh he's he's done very, very good uh Venom run and he's doing Thor at the moment, which is very good as well. Oh that's fair enough. He's uh, sort of the uh, Marvel Golden Boy at the minute. Oh, that's fair enough. I know it, this was done by Image, wasn't it? So it done a couple yes. of years, a couple of years ago. So you must have took a hiatus, basically. So oh, no, I think he was doing it at the same time. Oh, right. It was um, 
It's a funny series, this one. Because they're, they're, he announced on Twitter that they're, they're, uh, the other the other day, I think, that they're, that it has it has been optioned for a film. Yes, I saw that. By Legendary, who did um, the Dark Knight film. Yeah, it's got a very cinematic feel to it. Indeed. I felt the artwork was a bit scrappy for my liking, personally. I, I liked but, it. It's very sort of um, Jack Kirby. Oh, yeah, fair enough. It's very Kirby-ish. Yeah. And I felt it seemed as good. There's lots of Kirby dots going on. I felt it me as well, because like, obviously, to make people aware of it, like I thought the fam- use of the family was really good in it. The absolute fault Emmett really did. Really, I probably had the best touches. They, they were out and hit them. It was full of action a lot for the full six episodes, really, wasn't it? So, yes. And it certainly, yeah, it gave it the impression of a generic fighting comic, and the action in the last two issues added weight to it. But it's, I liked it because it was a study of family. And saying goodbye if you get a chance to say it really wasn't it so like for a second time because obviously like he'd lost the plot some time before hadn't he so indeed what was your favorite bits about it uh well obviously not with not giving away spoilers and stuff i liked the um sort of parallels between uh emmett's family and the other family yeah 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 there was parallels straight away yeah, yeah there was parallels and the sort of um sort of lack of thing in one and but not the other yeah yeah no that's a good that's a very good point actually no certainly so and i, I liked um i liked emmett's desire to hold on to the sword because he didn't want to go back to the guy who didn't remember his own family yeah yeah no, he didn't want to go back to that guy yeah, yeah. No, I got that straight away. And also, the sadness in it was um, when he realised in it that he thought back how he, he how he'd lost his wife. Yes. And he had it, he wish he clearly had forgotten. That and was then, quite a sad then bit. the moment late, late, further on, for the, wi- uh, the wife as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Now, was there anything you didn't like about the series? Um, I, I think he was sort. Of, he was a sort of a bit rushed, but I think that was down to the fact that they only had six. I get the feeling that it was designed to be a twelve. Yeah, I was wondering that. In the comments I put on it, I was wondering if this is a twelve issue maxi series, or perhaps been the Russian eight or something. It did seem a bit rushed after each issues five and six. Yeah, I wonder if it. Yeah, I. That's my only thing, is that I think it was like meant to be an 8 or a 12 but it was, it was a great read either way you can pick it up if anyone's interested really I had a bit of grimace about the artwork in place but my, for what it is it's a well told series and you can pick it up on Amazon for about 6 7 quid quite comfortably I, I think it's, it's not expensive it's not expensive. a very personal sort of um, thing for them because they're both from that area oh, that explains why it felt very like a passion project the two and I didn't, I didn't know where they're from no I give it a seven and a half out of ten personally, but I yours you would give it more on that one, yeah. Yeah, I think you'd give it. it's like an eight or a nine. Yeah, that's fair. No, it's fair. No, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it so. It's worth it. It's a recommendation, certainly so. Right, Michael. I've actually stuff I've been reading also as well. Uh, I've been reading the first three issues of the Sandman Universe of Universal Hellblazer. Which is um, done by C C Sparrow. Who would have been around the dreaming recently? Now, Aaron Campbell, who did Infinital. Now, I'm going to skip talking about the prologue issue instead of going to talk about these front three, first three issues. Is there anything you want to start off with, Michael? Uh, 
Uh, no, just wherever you'd like. Okay, would you like me to read the blurb thing? Uh, yeah, please. It? It's, um, it's basically, it was the blurb of it coming up when after the first issue. It kind of covered all of it. John Constantine is back in London, back to his old tricks and just in time, as things have become very dark indeed in his old stomping grounds. A small-time gang lord has found himself dealing with a big-time outbreak of supernatural weirdness, and without any allies to come home and nothing left to call his own. John doesn't have much choice about taking a paycheck from London's worst or accepting the help of one of his gang lords will be foot soldiers. What should be an open shot exorcism turns out to be an open butt, and, the, and this, the author of his madness may just be getting started on their terrible masterpiece. The original Constantine is back in this age with C. Sparrow, Aaron Campbell, with nothing to his name but decades of bad memories and an unearned second chance. Okay, anything you want to mention? Uh, no, no, just whatever you like. <laughs> okay, I'll say good. I get you asking me questions eventually. I get you to be a hard one in that. Whatever it is, it's kind of hard to ask questions because I haven't read it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So, what what I liked about it was, and are you familiar with the original Hellblazer series? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one where it was really worked with was he had the dark bladed British humour back with Avengers in his comic, and it really was. Whether there was a frankly shocking, funny, but funny gag at the end of the first issue, which appeared to be about a naked Boris Johnson running up and down tunnels, <laughs> which I'm surprised that they got away with actually, so with that one. But um, he kind of, Sea Spirit picked it up really well, like, he, he had it as Gareth Enos' sort of voice and Hellblazer, Lord of Woman Ellis as well on the script. But um, Aaron Campbell was, you've got to read these because they were fantastic. What he had a case of, like, he's very like Sean Phillips. That sort of detail in the the drawing. That is high praise. Yeah, and it, but what's interesting is with it is I've been talking I've been talking to him on Facebook about this, and he's um I think at the time it's taking him to do the the, the arcs. He haven't taken constant breaks because issue he did wish he's one to three. He's not doing four and five. Somebody else is going to do it. I think he's back for six, seven, and eight. Somebody else is doing issue nine. But he's back for ten, eleven, twelve. I don't know what they're doing beyond that yet. So they sound like to me is like it's. Very like Sean Phillips, but he's got a bit of Tim Bradstreet even familiar with him as well. Ah. You're familiar with Tim Bradstreet? Yeah. He's got a bit of his feel to it as well. And it's um, it does it really impressive because it, the characters are spot on it. And it was also the, the angels in it when they attack, take out some of the gangs in the first several issues. And it's really quite horrifying. It's the most horrifying Hellboys I've seen in probably 10 years. Was, it kind of lends itself to that though. Yeah, it does. And it doesn't, but it's good like as... But it kind of... Like, it kind, John kind of needs to be that bastard, basically. He, he needs to be the bastard, and, uh, and his comics sort of need that horror yeah. to it. Yeah, they did. And that's why it missed it. It's missed it. Because all the ones he had cropping up with cameos and DC comics were all right, but he's best in this sort of thing, to be honest. Yeah. Now, what's good is um, you've actually got some new, he's got some new backing cast here as well. Because um, long, the long suffering Chaz got killed off in the prologue comic, he got cancer and he died. But they've bought in a, a Glaswegian bouncer called Nat. Cool. And who cracks even more dirty jokes than he does. And says that she, is saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. And said she won't sleep with him, but loves his cigarettes and provides some of the funnier parts of the free issue so far. As well as giving John something he's thinking about. And there was an introduction of a new police officer, DC Dole, who's an Asian one, just obviously. But that he had a real slight sinister side. You don't know what quite they're going to do with him yet. And they've given him a new... You give him a new chance they have one of the gang members Ooh. with a young lad called Noah who's deaf. 
So he's given like it's, you know, I mean, they've, they've created a backing cast room already with two of us, Peasel. So he's like a free issue. They, they covered a lot of ground. So, well, the monsters are the angels. Okay, in the okay, I think John sort of needs that backing cast. Yeah, he does. And does, and it's each person's wrote him over the years is usually given a new female companion, or if they're sleeping with her or a friend. And um, hopefully, there's Nat's going on there because she's, she's brilliant. Got a real sort I of think, harsh I about think her. it's kind of like um, Doctor Who in that John needs to have people around him. Yeah. To be us, basically. Yeah, basically. And what's always frightening then is that the people bring around him, you know, he ain't going to have a happy ending. No. Because he's got, he's got that sort of feeling in where like, if you're a friend of him, I wouldn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll sacrifice you for the cause, whether he means to or not. If they, or if basically, if an angel monster's coming for him and you're stood next to him, he'll run hide behind the bar and when he turns his back, he'll go, oh shit, you're gone as well. Yes. That's right, but this, this is tremendous. Really, I really yeah. didn't think we'd see this constant again. I love John, but standing next to John's not really great. <laughs> no. And that's why everyone watching Matt Ryan and the bits and pieces he's done so far. Yes. It's not, he's brilliant, Matt Ryan. He's really got a constant down to his tea. But you want to see him in the really nasty stuff. Yeah. And there's only been one episode in the original TV series. He's been the best live action Constantine. Yeah. There's only been one real well, Constantine it's not, it's episode. Not been, he's that, not been out and out Constantine yet. He has in the Feast, the Feast of Friends in the TV episode. Ah, okay. But that was basically took off the first two issues where he sacrificed his best mate to open the load of bees inside him to hold the monster. And that was the first time that I noticed how I him do it so far. I'm just a bastard little play. Yeah, that, that. But the rest of it, it's been, it's been fun. But you want to see something more. Yeah, he's he's sort of in the TV shows and what have you. I mean, I get they can't do everything, but he's been sort of the lovable role, not the bastard. Yeah, and he wants, we want to see the bastard. Yeah, John, and Johnny is a bastard, let's be honest. Yeah, he is. He's a bastard. All, all your mates want to be him and all the girls want to sleep with him. Yes, that's called Garavina Sounds. If your mates with him, it generally doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. So I'm hoping it's going to go up to a good start. It's been a fantastic first three issues. Michael, yeah. I will do. And that's it, guys, and what we've been, what we've been reading. Next month, it's going to be, I don't know what the second one will be, but it's certainly going to be a New York 4, which is wrote by Brian Wood, I think it was. Indeed. But I'm going to lend that to Michael. Michael, take that away with him, and we'll both talk about that next month. Yes. We'll, we'll pick something else. So say bye, Michael. Just two high fives, the man is not here this episode. <laughs> See you all soon. Yeah. Hi guys, this is Andy M. Live from Comics Unity. We first started Comics Unity off around about 18 months ago, with just me and Michael, and Amanda has come on board since. But the podcast is designed to cover the latest and breaking news in the world of comics, whether in relation to TV programs, films, books, general news, and of course comics themselves. Although a lot of our episodes are now on various platforms such as this, the complete archive can be found over at Comics Unity Podcast Series. That's all one word. Comics Unity podcast series full stop bandcamp full stop dot com enjoy take care bye bye